0: Still shaking with suppressed rage, Sarah Spender noticed the black felt ramilly lying where Lord Audley had left it. Furious, she picked up the offending article and marched to open the door, hoping he'd not yet mounted his horse. Wait! The Viscount turned around expectantly, a broad, self-satisfied grin spreading across his handsome face. His eyes mocking her, he nodded. I knew you were a sensible female, Sarah, he told her smugly, starting back toward her with a certain eagerness to his step. Oh, how she wished to wipe that look from his face, to scratch those eyes, to humiliate him as he'd humiliated her. But he was the rich and powerful son of the Earl of Westerfield, and she but poor Sarah Spender, daughter to the late and quite disgraced, Baron spender, and she'd not dignify further his low opinion of her. Seething, she waited until he got closer, then sent his hat sailing over his head. "'I believe you forgot your ramilly, sir,' she told him stiffly, "'and I should not want you to return for it. Indeed, but if I should ever see you again, t'will be far too soon to suit me.' The grin faded swiftly, replaced by chagrin, then cold anger. Telling herself that there was no further insult he could offer her, she turned, her back straight, her head high, and walked back up the front steps. His jaw worked as he stared after her with those cold blue eyes of his. At the top step, she paused quite briefly. Good day, Lord Audley. Mastering his temper with an effort, Devin Hastings bent to retrieve the tri-cornered hat, then stood to jam it onto his carefully powdered locks. Telling himself that she was in no way more exceptional than any other female he'd ever wanted, he spoke in a harsh, clipped tone. One day, Miss Spender, you will come to regret such rashness. There will be a time when you are heartily sick of drudging in someone else's house. At least I shall know my bread comes from honest labor, my lord, she retorted. Before he could answer again, she retreated into the house, shutting the door and latching it. She started up the stairs, only to stop to lean against the newel post at the landing. She had to control her impotent fury, she had to, it would never do for Silas or Mrs. Findlay to know what had happened. They'd be angry for her, and that would never serve, not when they'd been fortunate enough to gain positions in his father's house. Forcing herself to look around her, to see the cracked plaster and the worn wood, she tried to take a more rational view of her circumstances. She did, after all, have other, more pressing business than Audley to consider, and she had to pack what little she could keep before her papa's creditors descended in a pack on the morrow. With that lowering thought, she made her way up the rest of the stairs, to the chamber she called her own as long as she could remember. Mrs. Findlay was already busy at the task of folding and sorting Sarah's things one last time wordlessly the girl moved to help her. A clap of thunder, followed by a sudden wind against the panes of the old house, signalled the beginning of a storm. Well, at least his elegant lordship would get a sound soaking, she reflected, with a small measure of satisfaction. Aye, and it would serve him more than right if he contracted the ague from the chill rain At the very least, he ought to ruin his expensive clothes. As the storm built in intensity, water seeped in around the edges of the windows, streaking the wall and forming small puddles on the floor. It was all of a piece, Sarah mused soberly, as she turned her thoughts away from the odious Lord Audley. Folding her much-mended petticoats and placing them neatly in the scarred, leather-covered trunk, She had to admit the dreary weather reflected the state of her mind. Tomorrow, after the funeral, she'd be bound for a life of drudgery in York.